0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Around the World in 80s Movies. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I do reviews of films of the 80s and films of the 90s and aughts and all the way up through films that are currently out in theaters. You can go read my reviews anytime at Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today, I'm going to be going into the third and final of the reviews I'm going to be doing for the Don Bluth Films of the 1980s. It is called The Land Before Time. It's an animated adventure. It's G rated, suitable for all audiences. The runtime is a very short hour and 19 minutes. The voice cast includes Gabriel Damon, Pat Hingle, Helen Shaver, Bill Irwin, Candy Hudson, and Will Ryan. The director is, as I mentioned, Dom Bluth. The screenplay is credited to Stu Krieger. This one's set in prehistoric times and it follows a newborn dinosaur a long neck or an apatosaurus or brontosaurus i'm not sure how to classify that these days it keeps going back and forth the baby dinosaur is named Littlefoot, and he's unfortunately not to spoil it too much but he's soon to become an orphan who after a major disaster forces him and his family out of their current home he's on the search for the great valley which is this land where Littlefoot can be safe with his kin and provided for by the natural environs. Along with his mother, Littlefoot is joined by a group of other herbivore dinosaurs of different species. They're followed by a dangerous carnivorous sharptooth named T-Rex. It's kind of a chase film, but also a coming of age film in a way. This one's produced by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Spielberg worked with director and animator Don Bluth on his prior effort. An American Tale. You can listen to that episode which is the previous one to this one for my take on that. There are some similarities between An American Tale and The Land Before Time because they both feature a similar story of this young family member who without his family has to survive in a strange new land with help from a motley team of new friends. This one is very respectable. It's a high quality alternative to the increasingly forgettable animated works of Disney in the 1980s Disney would course correct themselves with the release of The Little Mermaid the following year, kicking off the Disney renaissance. In the meantime, The Land Before Time would be a resounding success for a 2D animated film at the box office back in 1988. The film would prove so popular that a series of direct-to-video sequels began in 1994. Those sequels would eventually become the most successful direct-to-video series over the next decade. They had 11 films in all, including this one under its belt... They stopped finally making them around 2004, but then they picked up with a TV series a little bit later. Seeing that dinosaurs were all the rage as an interest among children in the late 1980s into the 90s, the film's success also planted the seed of inspiration on what Spielberg would do, or could do, with dinosaurs in a live-action film that culminated in Jurassic Park, In 1993 that one also had the help of george lucas specifically his effects studio industrial light and magic i think spielberg also produced an animated film in 1993 as well called we're back i don't think that one did as well as the land before time though as with other don bluth directed films of the era the land before time is unafraid of exploring darker areas than Disney had been willing to delve into at the time. There are strong shades of Bambi in particular in this kind of throwback to the kind of animation that Don Bluth wished Disney was doing more of, and that's the reason why he left. We have death in this film, there's mortal danger. It lets the young viewers out there experience discomfort and fear throughout this film, while also delivering some life-affirming messages to foster perseverance and the positive aspects of finding family among those who may be different than we are, this is a simple tale of survival, but one that emphasizes that some things are worth more than one's own life to preserve, including the well-being of families, specifically our children. It's also a warning to be wary of the predators of the world, in addition to frightening natural disasters, and also the importance of sticking close to those ...that we love and helping them in order to have a better chance for safety within our society. In addition to the plot that's built on a basic journey structure, The Land Before Time emphasizes its characterizations among the varied and endearing personalities that are given to the dinosaurs and the other animals. There is an underlying theme of dinosaurs not being able to mix together though it does progress to the point where they soon realize that they are stronger working together than they are in living apart. This film also emphasizes that the loving guidance of our parents continues on long after their passing. Littlefoot frequently feels he receives reminders and advice from his mother beyond her untimely death early on in the film. Interestingly, this film was released on the very same day, November 18th, 1998, as Disney's own animated feature, Oliver and Company. The Land Before Time dominated in its first month of release, so much so that the heads over at Disney decided to keep Oliver and Company out in theaters until it finally made more overall at the box office so they could save face and say that they had the most lucrative film of that year and made just a little bit more in twice the amount of time and twice the theaters more or less as The Land Before Time. One could also say that the Dom Bluth efforts and their success made Disney consider a deeper approach to their themes within their movies. There's a lot of parallels between The Land Before Time and disney's eventual 1994 smash hit film the lion king that had a similar journey of an orphan who comes into his own he's haunted by the death of a parent there's similar sub themes of the cycle of life that was changed to the circle of life of course in the lion king as far as the land before time it's a very simple story it's a short one too at under 70 minutes and it doesn't feel like it's short on delivering a complete tale of adventure a little bit of trivia here reportedly the film had been about 10 minutes longer However, Steven Spielberg, seeing the final cut, ordered several scenes to be edited or chopped out altogether because he felt that they were too scary for young children, that they were really striving to entertain. So unlike the other Don Bluth films, they seem to be getting less mature over time, especially under Steven Spielberg, and hence they ended up parting ways because I think that Don Bluth felt he didn't have the creative license to be able to do what he wanted, which was one of the reasons why he left Disney altogether. The Land Before Time is sometimes sad. Even for adults, I think it's a sad movie in parts, and it's either scary or unsettling for some younger viewers. In addition to the mother's death in the film, my five-year-old daughter became distressed when the heroes of this movie tried to traverse through a tar pit. That was a harrowing experience in reminding her that everything is going to be okay. Although, I have to say, this is my first time watched through the film, and I wasn't exactly sure, given Don Bluth was at the helm whether everything truly indeed was going to be okay for sure. This is a gently delivered view of the world of old, and from a modern perspective, it's a lesson that the world can be a scary place if traversing beyond the safety net of one's own family and community. This is also a lesson ultimately delivered with the James Horner song that's sung by Diana Ross during the end credits. That song is called If We Hold On Together. That should tell you all you need to know about the film's message that humans... Need to understand that our survival depends on our own interdependence not only with nature but also with the people around us who may look and behave differently than our own clan something that i think a lot of people could learn about today to be honest with you i'm gonna give the land before time three and a half stars even though i know that this is skewing a little bit younger for its demographic i do recommend this very highly for younger people to enjoy especially those who are really fascinated by dinosaurs It's a good tale and i think kids will respond to it quite well i don't know if adults on their own who did not see this and have the eyes of nostalgia for this film will be as into it however i do still think for what it is it's still a good film i do recommend it three and a half stars out of four for the land before time so along with the secret of nim and an american tale I hope you have enjoyed this mini excursion into the works of Don Bluth, at least through his films of the 1980s. And, and then we're going to bounce into another set of three films from the 1980s that have some sort of connection. I'm going to be kicking off the next series with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That is the very next review for those of you who like to watch the movies before I get into them or rewatch them for a lot of you out there. Looking forward to catching up with that one. I haven't seen that one in at least a decade, so I've always been entertained by that film, not to spoil what I'm going to say about the review in a week's time. Thank you, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed this journey around the world in 80s movies enough to click the subscribe button if you haven't already. And also, don't forget... My other podcast where I cover brand new reviews of films that are currently out in theaters, that's called the Quipster Film Review Podcast. You can do a search for that, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R, is how to spell Quipster. Also, over the last year, you can check out some of my work at the In Session Film Podcast, where I've been the co-host of the extra film segments of that show. So until next time, we go back in time with Bill and Ted on Around the World in 80s Movies.